Hey y'all, it's Aubrey Elise and welcome to Coffee, Tea, and Everything Between, where we talk about everything, ranging from politics to relationships. And this is season two, episode one, titled, I'm tired of this grandpa, COVID-19, two years later. Hello, everyone. I feel like it's been forever since I've talked to you all, and I apologize if I triggered any neglect trauma you may be experiencing, but I'm back and I'm better, and I'm in the holiday season. So first and foremost, I want to say happy holidays. We know uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and I'm so excited to stuff my face, but being in the holiday spirit. I'm here in Cleveland, Ohio, trying out Blue Sky Brews. It is a local coffee shop located in Little Italy in Cleveland, Ohio, right around the corner from Four Case Restaurant Reserve. Um, And I had to stop here to try some coffee, of course. So today I got the pumpkin butter squash latte. And boy, let me tell you, I was in for a surprise. So I'm not going to lie to you guys, I was a little bit nervous trying this pumpkin butterscotch latte, plus I got whole milk and y'all know I'm not even a whole milk girl, but I said I'm doing the latte, let me go full in, and I was delightfully surprised. Um, It definitely gives me the autumn feels, you know, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, so I feel like a fall girl, you know, wearing my beanies, wearing an oversized jacket. It's giving me fall, but it was so good. You really can't taste the butternut squash at all, but you can taste the cinnamon and the pumpkin. Um, I feel like it was the perfect holiday drink, so make sure if you're in Cleveland, Ohio, Stop by Blue Skies Brews. You will not be disappointed. One last thing. I forgot to tell y'all. You know, I have my phobia against berries. But my mother did try a blueberry pastry. She said it was so good. She's She's willing to go past the traffic all the tap traffic we had to go through just to get here and it tasted like somebody made it in the back so if you're down for a good pastry and you're down for a good holiday drink make sure you stop by blue sky brews and might i add that it was fairly inexpensive all of our drinks together with three drinks and a pastry came to and another pastry came to twenty dollars my drink alone was only five dollars so we love an affordable coffee shop so last spill of the night if you want to get a coffee shop with good vibes good place to study great pastries and affordable coffee make sure you stop by blue skies brews okay y'all so i got a special 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 episode for you guys um this episode we're talking all things COVID-19 okay and I couldn't do it myself so I brought a special guest 
my girl, my friend, Carrington Powell, okay? But let me tell you a little something about her. She is a biology major at Tennessee State University. Yeah, the best HBCU. And she also was an HBCU, American Heart Association scholar. And this past summer, she was a pastry scholar at Vanderbilt University. So this girl knows what she's talking about, okay? And I had to bring her on to get her point of view, to get her perception of this never-ending pandemic, okay? So without further ado, Miss Carrington Powell. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be here. I want to shout out to Aubrey for bringing me on. I love this opportunity. I love what she's doing. Please, please, please like, share, follow, everything. Yeah, everything she said. But with that, y'all, we're going to hop right into that. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, y'all. So as I said in the beginning, it's the holiday season. Um, It's Thanksgiving 2021 we are almost at the end of the year about to hit 2022 and COVID-19 hasn't gone anywhere um it's actually really scary Carrington like why are we still in COVID-19 like I don't understand can you give us a little perspective please because we're tired okay so I guess before we dive into why we're still in this pandemic, we should probably start and break it down. Like the course of COVID-19 um, from 2020 and how we're almost a year out of it. So in 2019, in December of 2019, in Wuhan, Hubei province, China, a novel coronavirus was identified. They had a surge of pneumonia cases and it was later identified as a new coronavirus um, known as SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. That's where we got the name from. So in 2020, in January 2020, the CDC confirmed that the United States had their first case, our first case of SARS-CoV-19. So it's like, wow, it's in the U.S. now. We've been seeing what's going on in China. I've been affecting them. They have 200 plus cases over there. They are about to enact the lockdown not long after this. So a little later that month, we found out that it can be now transmitted from human to human. So it's airborne. Not only are people dying from it, but we can actually get it like a common cold. Um, but and before we even get to February, the World Health Organization issues a global emergency. So now everybody's alerted. We're kind of looking, the students are looking what's going on. We're trying to figure out where we're going for spring break, yeah. still, if we can even fly. This is when it was getting real. This is when it was getting yeah, real. By the end of February, we are literally near a pandemic status. Like we are right on the end of it. Like we're so close to it. And on March 13, 2020, President Trump declares a COVID-19 a national emergency. So now we have all these schools. We're looking at us like, what are we finna do? Like yeah. they're looking at us, we're looking at them. <laughs> and students everywhere gets displaced and forced home from colleges. So we're all now we are affected. Now we actually pay attention. Now we're like, what's going on? And in the next couple of months, that's when we actually see the world go crazy from lockdowns to shortages of tissue, water. Um, not only necessary workers are being uh, are allowed to work. We see people have, see wearing masks and they're not sick. So from there, we see how serious it is. And now we're almost a year out of that and we're still in it. And it's really because it's a virus. So mm. I guess we can... But I can break it down to you guys like a common cold. Okay. 
And the reason why we still don't have a necessarily like a vaccine for the common cold, everybody can still get it, even if you had it before, mm. is because these are viruses and they come into our body and attach to a host cell and then they only become more smarter. Like that is the whole goal of a virus is to keep infecting people and to keep getting people sick. Mm. So with SARS um, COVID-2, that is a, a severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, uh, it comes into our body and attaches to our a and G2 receptors, and that is how it stays in our body and infects us. Okay, so basically, we got this super duper smart virus, right? And so, with this super smart virus that's clearly smarter than anything else we've experienced, what happens? So basically, we that's when you just have all of these um, people walking around with cold symptoms, flu symptoms, or even no symptoms at all, and we are just spreading the virus. Mm. This makes the um, United States itself and its citizens look take a look back at our common hygiene tips because not only um, we're a democracy, so we can't tell people we, they can't go anywhere. Right. So not only are we still going places, still wanting to exercise our, our rights, not wearing, wanting to wear a mask, um, babies don't have to wear a mask, um, older older people sometimes don't want to uh, listen and wear a mask. We have these people symptomatic or asymptomatic. They may think they have a common cold. They may think they have the flu, and they're like invincible, walking around full time. They have coronavirus too. Mm. So basically, you have this virus that's smart enough to know how to attached to various people's bodies and because of how smart this virus is it could be detectable or sometimes it can't be detectable so when people are going around or going out with or without a mask or not washing their hands or anything else that's why it's able to continue to spread because it's not like you can always tell Yes, and uh, a good example would be comparing it to Ebola. So we were. This was also a scare, and we thought this was gonna Ebola was gonna turn into a pandemic. Also, a few years back. But one of the main things that where Ebola messed up is is that it got people too sick. You, they were noticeably sick. You knew if you went around them that you were gonna end up like them and dead because. Ebola was a deadly virus, but it's different though. It's kind of like the flu or what we've been dealing with in the past, like influenza. It kind of affects us, but people can still be okay a little bit to walk around or it could look like a, it could mock the symptoms of another, another virus, like a common cold where it's actually normal to still walk around and work and go out places with the common cold. So that is one way how um, COVID-19 is still being able to get spread throughout the U.S. and all over the world. I guess this is a good point to bring up the vaccine. And no, I'm not trying to make a political statement, but we do know that the science shows that the vaccine has been helpful in spreading and preventing the spread of COVID-19. And so, um, Carrington, I would love to get your opinion on this. From my personal um, observations, As a political science major, um, as somebody who's actively involved in the community, we're trying to get people to get vaccinated. The vaccine's been out for about a year now, maybe. And with the vaccine being out for just about almost a year now, we're still seeing apprehension from certain communities. And I will speak from a personal standpoint. I've seen a lot of apprehension from the African-American community. 
And so that brings up an important conversation or question to pose is why? Why is the African-American community so hesitant towards getting the vaccine? And in order to answer this question, even if there's a one right answer, I don't think there's one right answer, but I do think it's fair to bring up some of the history that us as an African-American community have had with the medical field. As you guys know, I am from Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama. Carrington's from Georgia. We're from the South. So we're very familiar with a story I am about to bring up, the Tuskegee Experiment. So the Tuskegee Experiment. Well, this all started in 1932. The United States Public Health Service began conducting a study on African-American men of Macon County, Alabama. And while these men may have volunteered for treatment for bad blood, they had no clue what they were about to get into and the risk of the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. So for 40 years, the public health officials engaged in unethical testing of black men. And they did this under the disguise of providing free medical treatment. If you understand the time period and where this was located, this was a very poor area in Alabama. So individuals having access to medical care and they did it underneath the Tuskegee name. It built a sort of trust these people thought they could believe in. But they weren't receiving free medical treatment and they did not have bad blood. Instead, they were under investigation to see what untreated syphilis looked like and what the effects of that were. So this went on for about 40 years until a whistleblower blew the whistle and told what had been happening. But the result of this experiment was so when we're looking at reasons why certain communities may be more hesitant on receiving the vaccine compared to others we have to look at certain histories such as this this was happening at a time that my grandfather was definitely alive and for somebody like myself in Carrington who's from the south this was a story we could never get away from so, Carrington, as we're looking at certain stories like the Tuskegee Experiment, linking that to possible reasons why the Black community is hesitant on getting the vaccine, how can we motivate the people around us to trust this vaccine? I mean, it's really hard when things like this have given distrust among the African-American community and the medical field. That's a very great question. And actually, me being um, a biology major doing research on this, I actually get asked that question a lot by my peers and even um, some students, I mean, some teachers. Um, what I say, though, is do your research. Um, it's actually is power and knowledge. And I can, I'm not here to necessarily persuade somebody to get the vaccine because everybody's fears are valid some people are scared of needles some people um look back like in my age you look back at the tuskegee experiment and um have great 
uh, anger about that and have a lot of distrust in the vaccines and in our government and what they say to us. So what I'd say is just do your research. I did my own research. um, I am vaccinated. My family is vaccinated. Most of my friends are vaccinated. So when I have a friend that's kind of a little iffy, a little on the fence about getting vaccinated, I just come to them about what I think they, what, what, what I know about the vaccine and what, why I think they should get it. It's a number of reasons why people are afraid to get it, but I think people are missing the grand point of it. Like we're getting the vaccine so we can't, so it's, so we cannot spread COVID-19 easier because there are people in our, um, in our environment who cannot get the vaccine, who are already have underlying health conditions that make them more susceptible to COVID-19. So as a being a citizen of the United States of doing our part and contributing to the world, that is why we should get the vaccine. You should do it honestly for your community, for the people in your community who can't get it. Um, and especially in our age group, I always ask them the question, do you not want to get it because you're scared or are you just being stubborn? And most time it's people being stubborn. Who Nobody likes to be told what to do. We honestly haven't had to get shots until, I mean, we haven't had to get shots um, since freshman year of college. So it's like, oh my gosh, some people, I don't, I don't even have the flu vaccine. So it's like some people getting these, it's like, oh, you want me to get up this vaccine that was put out under emergency federal um, FDA approval uh, less than a year. Uh, this is not as fast as something this, of this um, magnitude been put out. And you want me to trust that. And it's like, honestly, you should. Because one, this is not the first coronavirus. This is just a different strain. Two, the CDC knows what they're doing. It's like we trust everything else. We trust what we read on the bottle. We trust the headache medicine we're taking. We trust the pills we're taking for various things. It's like science is science. And that's why I would, that's, that's, that's my advice to people who are a little bit on the fence about taking the vaccine. I echo everything you said from a non-science point. Of course, I don't understand everything the way that Carrington does, but I definitely echo doing the research. And, you know, I talk about this a lot with whatever it is, voting, science, whatever it is, do your research. You should always try to find out for yourself before you're taking somebody else's word. Um, But another thing is I've seen uh, a better positive outlook on the vaccine when more and more people are getting it so i know for myself maybe when the first friend in our group got it we're like "Mm." but then when it got to the fifth and the sixth and i started getting in my mom got it my sister got it when the community around you starts getting it it kind of um eases any fear that might be associated with it and so i just challenge all of you whoever is listening to tell your vaccine story to tell how it was literally two minutes to tell how it didn't hurt that bad well yeah I mean everybody had different experiences with that (laughs) um but just just tell your story and I believe if we continue to push each other doing it this way to make it less pressure and more like less serious just have a normal conversation I believe we could make more strides to end in this pandemic. And so with that, Carrington, I'm going to ask you one final question to wrap up our conversation for today. But do you have any predictions of where we'll be in the next year with this pandemic and COVID-19? Well, 
expectations were be next year. If you would have asked me this a year ago, I wouldn't have said that we would still be in a pandemic. But now that we've been, it's going to be almost a whole year outside of 2020. I think that we will probably still be wearing masks. Um, I feel like that hygiene will be still very, very stressed. Um, it honestly makes me even more clean, cleanlier. Like when I go out places, it's like, oh, let me not do too much. I keep some hand sanitizer on me. Um, and I just think that it's gonna make us look bad. Eventually, when we do get out this pandemic, because history does repeat itself, this is just something that has happened and it happens in life. And eventually, when we do get out of it, I think we're going to look back and it's going to definitely be a learning experience for the United States um, and even our leadership um, in the government and just how people handle things from now on. Definitely. I get that. And fingers crossed, a year from now, we won't even be talking about this. guys before we close out this podcast for real for real i want to introduce y'all to a new portion of the podcast called can i get a three shot espresso so as you all know i am a coffee addict i've actually been getting to three shot espressos on the regular definitely an addict and we all know that espresso can be the pick-me-up you need um it can get you inspired and get you motivated to try out new things and with this portion of the podcast myself along with my guest carrington is going to talk about three things we've really been enjoying lately or three things that we've tried out and we like so with that i'm gonna go ahead and get to my three shots my first shot is definitely five minute mindful meditation i don't know where i've been i don't know why i haven't done this but it just calms me i do it in the morning right before i have my prayer and devotion and it really calms me down before i go to class and it's perfect for final season my second shot is definitely It's getting cold outside and y'all know I love the thrift store. So I've been getting into more and more hoodies with leggings, chilling on my style, but I feel like it's giving me the aesthetic I want. So I've been getting into that. And then my final shot has been, I've really been getting into Secession. So I don't know if y'all seen it on HBO Max. I think it came out like a couple years ago. But it's about this like super powerful family um, and how everybody definitely just wants to take the other sibling out. I'm into it. I'm only on episode two. But it's super good. So that's my three shots. Kiernan, what about you? Okay, okay, okay. I see you. <clears throat> my first shot is not necessarily nothing new. I- but it's something that I've been liking and it's new about that. So, um, rapper, artist, NBA Youngboy, he just got nominated for his first Grammy. So I feel like that was really cool. Yeah. He's definitely blackballed in the industry. If you know, you know. So it's like, okay, <laughs> we mess with that. We can, we can take that. We just forget your suspect. Um, my second shot would be, I've definitely been enjoying some more alone time lately or just like in my own vibe and being able to come and go as I want. That always happens around finals, so you know it's pretty cool. Everybody going home, and then my third shot would be just having some good vibrations and energy around my sisters and friends. Um, a lot of females, like it's just been really good. Good, a lot of hyping up, a lot of oh, you doing good, you doing a good job. You doing, doing a good, good job. job. 
know what I'm saying? We were really, we were really getting there, getting to For that. Sure. You know, you graduated in five months. Yeah. So we need all of that, all of that. Yeah, it's Plus the black that. excellence for me. Yeah, all of that. So we're cool. It's just been real good for stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I feel like this was a great episode, so make sure you share this with a friend and um, we'll see you next time.